0: He is a New York Times best-selling author, film director, and internationally recognized authority on biblical prophecy, the Middle East, and Islam. His latest, When a Jew Rules the World, What the Bible Really Says About Israel in the Plan of God, is touted by WorldNet Daily's founder and publisher Joseph Farah as, quote, one of the most important books of our time. This and my next guest's explosive documentary entitled End Times Eyewitness, Israel, Islam, and the Unfolding Signs of Messiah's Return are just some of what we hope to cover in my two-part exclusive. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome to testimony a wonderful honor indeed, Mr. Joel Richardson. Joel, welcome to testimony.
1: Jensene, thanks so much for having me on.
0: Well, it is an honor to have you, Jill. We met at this year's NRB convention in Nashville, where your brilliantly produced documentary, End Times I Witnessed, was the featured film at an event bringing Jews and Christians together and outlines the outsigns to watch for before the return of Christ. Also, while at this event, your latest release, When a Jew Rules the World, was also mentioned as a must-read for. every serious Christian wanting to understand the controversial, quote, replacement theology Doctrine and what this means for Israel and America if we don't get on the right side of this issue. But before we get to all of this in part one of our two-part conversation today, Joel, would you begin to tell our listeners how you came to faith in Jesus Christ, Yeshua, your Messiah? Joel, please tell us your story.
1: Sure. Well, thank you so much, uh, Jensen. You know, I um, I was raised. Uh, very, very nominal Catholic uh, house in South Shore, Massachusetts, the Boston area. Uh, We probably went to church once every couple months, and my parents were divorced uh, when I was probably 11 or 12, and we really stopped going altogether at that point. And so for the next several years, I uh, really was just a a young guy with, with really no parental oversight my mother was working to uh, put herself through school and I pretty pretty much did as I pleased and um, uh, you know I, I always tell the story that by age 11 I was uh, addicted to huffing gasoline <laughs> which is uh, is not not great for your brain cells but I always say it was downhill from there so You can imagine that by the age 19, uh, you know, I had been dealing drugs for several years, and and was really just a mess. And um, essentially, what happened was a friend of mine uh, was making a road trip again from Boston down to uh, Arkansas, Tennessee area, and he wanted to buy. He was looking to buy some cheap land, and so I decided to go on the trip with them. And basically, we ended up. Uh, just outside of Elvis Presley Boulevard in Memphis, Tennessee, and we pulled into a grocery store. Now, we had been on the road for probably 24 hours in a little pickup truck uh, with no air conditioning in in late August, so we were definitely hot and sweaty. And as we pulled into the um, grocery store, there was an old-fashioned Southern Tent Revival meeting that was set up in the field behind the grocery store. And so my idea was... To get baptized to see if we could find the preacher to baptize us to basically cool off and, and wash up oh my and uh, and so we did that and then the folks kind of roped us into staying for the meetings and it was um, it was later that night that uh, there was uh, an older gentleman who uh, he claimed that he was healed of, uh, of being blind now he didn't put on any show. Uh, he, he really didn't say anything. In fact, he just sort of walked off. The, the, the preacher prayed for him. He just walked off into the field outside into the um, where all the cars were parked and just knelt down and just started sobbing like a baby. And he was a 60-year-old gentleman. And I went out and began interviewing him and decided that he was for real. And as I came back into the meeting, I still remember the preacher was reading from the words of John the Baptist in the Gospels, and he said, The axe at the root of the tree has already been laid. Therefore bear fruit in keeping with repentance, for every tree that does not bear fruit will be cast into the fire. And, you know, the, the, the conviction of the Holy Spirit just fell on me in a very powerful way and, and really just said the trajectory of your life is such that if you do not fully give your life to me tonight then your eternal destiny is in hell. And I agreed with him on that, and, um, and so that was the night that I sort of officially gave my life to the Lord, and um, I had some good folks disciple me from there on out, and I got into a good church, and, um, and I, I was really blessed to, to have some good people around me in those early months and years after coming to faith.
0: Wow, that's a far cry from where you were to where you are today. And for our listeners, that scripture that you just quoted, I believe, is Matthew 3.10, and the power of God's Word to impact and change a life as it has impacted and changed your life, Joel. So, wow, how do you go from there to now an internationally recognized expert on biblical prophecy and your interest in Israel and the Middle East and Islam. How did all of that come about?
1: (laughs) Well, essentially we, at the church that I was going to, we had, uh, this was shortly, sometime shortly after coming to faith, we had a missionary come who was working in Kazakhstan with the poorest of the poor and uh, in a very traditional Pentecostal kind of style. He he told the story of the 1040 window and, and how the Islamic world is the part of the world that needs the gospel, that has really not heard an explanation, an effective witness of the gospel and of, of Jesus, less so than in any other part of the world, and yet this is the part of the world that we're sending the least number of missionaries. And so I went up uh, you know, a traditional Pentecostal altar call and basically, I, I mean, I felt the call that night, and I just committed my life to the Islamic world, and you know, I was greatly moved. And so thus I began my, uh, at the time, was my five-year plan toward becoming a missionary and moving to the Middle East. Now, uh, in 94, I was going to Bible school, and um, what was supposed to be a few-week trip to Israel ended up becoming the better part of 94. And so I spent most of that year, really by myself, just backpacking around and, and traveling throughout Egypt and Jordan and Israel and just sitting down with, with uh, people and Muslims and Jews and, and having tea and talking and discussing the Bible and theology. And that was sort of my introduction. Yeah. And so then I had come back uh, from there and um, started a campus ministry and was reaching out to the Muslim students. And really, I've been reaching out to Muslims uh, since that time. Uh, Of course, after 9-11, everything really changed, and that was the the wake-up call for most Americans, where they became aware of the relevance of Islam, but amazingly what happened during that time was that many Americans were actually converting to Islam. And so it was during those years that I realized that it was necessary for me to shift my focus from trying to reach out to Muslims individually to waking up the Church One, to the challenge of Islam, and two, to the necessity to bring the gospel to Muslims. So this is really my passion, is to see Muslims transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ.
0: And I see that twofold in the documentary that you just recently released. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to biblical expert on end time prophecy, Joel Richardson. His website, joelstrumpet.com, to learn more. And also, Joel's latest great read, When a Jew Rules the World, discussing the essence of our biblical heritage between Israel and America and the importance of supporting our brothers and sisters, our Jewish brothers and sisters in Christ. And I have to say that we're going to get more into this into our second segment. But your expository on replacement theology and how it all came about and what this means for the body of Christ, it's not talked about often enough. There's a lot of confusion surrounding this topic. And it's harmed us here in America. It's harmed our view of Israel. I believe God has called you for such a time as this to make this plain and clear. And I just want to thank you for uh, all the work that you're doing. I'm looking forward to getting more into the details of your book and your DVD. For our remaining moments here today, in your view, are we seeing history repeat itself In the moral decay of our nation, nations rising up against nations, are women being ravaged in the streets? The list goes on. Are we nearing the end times, Joel, and if yes, what should be our posture? What should we be doing? Tell us more.
1: Well, I think when we look at the moral decline of the United States, I think morals and values are changing so rapidly, unlike any time in history. Uh, You know, while history is certainly punctuated by uh, cycles toward uh, perversion and then back toward a more religious, conservative approach and then back into decay. I think what we're seeing today is really unprecedented. And of course, technology today is unprecedented. People's access to perversion and wickedness is unprecedented. You know, even I talk to youth ministers today and they say, you know, we have this discipleship program. And they say, you know, these are young men that are going into ministry and they say, of them, uh, you know, coming uh, out of high school, college years, they're addicted to pornography, they're, uh, you know, they're addicted to uh, Ritalin and and different drugs and so forth. And it really, I I think perversion is just so pervasive in our time. And and that's really not the the only indicator that we're entering into the end times. But, you know, I'll be a little bit silly for a second here, Jensen, but I'm actually making a serious point. I always say that if Jesus doesn't return soon, things are going to get really weird, which is to say, you know, when you think of technology, think, where will technology bring us? In just 20 years, you know, we have things like, you know, saying that we'll be able to do head transplants, we'll, attain, we'll be able to achieve artificial intelligence and nanobots, and, and so, in, so if Christ doesn't return in the next 20 to 30 years, the world that we live in is going to be such a bizarre science fiction world, and I really don't know how far it can get in terms of you know, wickedness and perversion. And so the posture of our hearts needs to be to give ourselves to the fear of the Lord in holiness, knowing that the day of the Lord draws near, that we will all stand before Him uh, at the judgment seat of Christ. You know, the, uh, the internet histories of everyone will be shouted from the rooftops, and it really is time to get our hearts our hands and our eyes clean and to be prepared to lay down our lives for the proclamation of the gospel to save as many as we can from the fire and this really is where this is the period that we're in is the period of rescuing and snatching those out of the fire before it's too late
0: Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to best-selling author and internationally acclaimed expert on biblical prophecy, Islam, and the Middle East, Joel Richardson. You can learn more about Joel and get his latest groundbreaking read, When a Jew Rules the World, and the powerful End Times Eyewitness DVD by going to joelstrumpet.com or wherever books are sold. Joel, thank you for taking the time to share your wonderful and impactful story we look forward to hearing much more next week. God bless you.
1: Gencine, God bless you. Thanks so much for having me on.
0: Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift,